The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to another live ep- episode of Wrestling with Jonas, part of the Jonas Podcaster Network. I've got a fantastic guest with me today, none other than the French Revolution, Tristan Archer. Tristan, thank you very much for coming on the show today. How are you? Hello, thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting, inviting me uh, to the show. I'm very happy to be here. I'm good, as yeah. good as can be in this period, so I'm good. Excellent. And uh, once th- this is a rescheduled interview. We're meant to have uh, spoken last Friday. Unfortunately, I wasn't feeling very well, so we had to reschedule. Uh, so hopefully uh, everybody knows that it's today and are watching at home. But if you are watching at home or listening to this podcast, uh, don't forget to send in questions, send in your questions and your comments for Tristan Archer. And we'll do our very best to answer your questions on this live podcast. We're on we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So hopefully you're watching us and you'll send us your questions. But Tristan, first of all, um, I want to talk to you about WXW because they're a company that's very close to your heart at the moment. Uh, certainly since they've come back, you've been wrestling more and more for them. You've become one of their featured stars. Um, and of course, WXW are featured on the WWE Network at the moment. Uh, but but what is it about WXW that you enjoy so much? What do you love so much about uh, the German brand WXW? It's it's pretty um, it's pretty close to what I've experienced when I was in WWE for the Crucible Classic. It's very very well organized and it's very pro, if I can say that. Like the venue looks awesome with the big screen and the light and the smoke and. Uh, the ring, everything, everything, everything is very, very professional. Um, we had a schedule, so you need to be there at this time. You need to be ready at ten, for example. We have our match at eleven, and all that kind of stuff that make me uh, feel very comfortable when I'm working. You know, it's, it's nothing, nothing random. Like everything is. So, but no fans, Tristan. That must be quite strange to be wrestling uh, with no fans. I know that many wrestling companies have had to get used to that, but is, is it bizarre? Is it strange to have no fans when you're putting on a performance? Yeah, we've been lucky once because one time we got uh, 20 or 30 people in the crowd uh, for um, for the Catch Grand Prix tournament. And, and hopefully, because also it was a different format, with yeah. rounds and and like one minute and a half uh, rounds, seven month, uh, seven rounds. So it's quite a weird choice of this and no crowd would have been very difficult, but with the crowd would make make it a little bit easier. And for the last taping, uh, we've been lucky enough to have chairs. So basically, I finished my match and I'll go into the chairs and 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 clap and cheer for my colleague. Uh, oh. You know, so. It's, around 10, 12 wrestlers watching the other guys wrestling and, and, and cheer for them and clap for them. It helps That's awesome. a little bit. Yeah, it's absolutely good. Bit. That's pretty good. And uh, with, with WXW over recent months, 
you've had some really, really great matches, some tough opponents, some some hard matches. But one opponent in particular, is it uh, Emil uh, Setoki? Um, he's been uh, a fierce opponent of yours. You've had three matches with him recently. Um, tell us about wrestling him because he's a, a, a journeyman, isn't he? He's been in the, the business for 20 years. Uh, what, what sort of kind of chemistry have you two got in the ring when you go in, in the ring with Emil in WXW? I would like to thank uh, WXW for that because I'm in the business for like 10 or 11 years, something like that. And I met Emil in my very first year, but I never been able to face him in the ring. Um, it was it was one of the guys I was looking up with, Tommy and Alistair Black, when I start. And I've been very lucky to face Tommy in the very beginning of my career. And I would like to thank him too because he was a, the guy who trusted me and bring me to Netherlands and Germany at the very beginning. Uh, so thank you to me. Um, and yeah, but um, like I said, I was there in the very beginning. I, I look up at um, at Emil and I, I, I was the kind of guy I wanted to be. You know, he can do he can do almost everything. He can he can be he can be technical. He can go for a brawl. He can do eye fly. He can do everything, and he got a, a very uh, good-looking uh, body. If I can yep. say that, you know, like he, he looked like a star. Uh, so I was very happy to, to to have my very first um very first match with him in WWE. So now we got uh, three matches already. Um, I don't want to spoil, but maybe there is there will be another one. One more match. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you look at the at the promo and uh, all the story in the in the episode, you can easily think that there will be another one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm very happy with those matches. I got another match with uh, Fast Time Mu, uh, was uh, was um, was on here already. I think last week. Uh, it was a pretty cool match. Is uh, pretty new. In the business, and the first time I faced him, it was in uh, Austria, I think. And I, at, and at this time, I was just uh, recovering from from uh, uh, my very first and very unique conclusion. Yeah, I got a conclusion in, in APC against uh, Cody Hold happening you know stuff bad thing happening whatever but i was i was i was i was okay but i was protecting myself way too much and i was very sorry for him because i was like really really protecting myself after the match with first time moto like a year and a half ago on video and i was very sad for him because i protect myself way too much uh people in the crowd love it but when i watched i was like oh damn i could have given him a little bit more yeah, and I was happy we've been able to do it again in the uh, WCW and and give uh, the people a little bit more. It's sticking with uh, WXW because um, you you've been in contention for their unified world title once before, and you was in the the tournaments where you could become number one contender. But uh, it's uh, Marius Alani is the champion at the moment. Now I know you faced him before. Uh, Tristan, but uh, he must be your, one of your targets at the moment. And uh, you must have this goal of wanting to go for the title and be the champion of WXW pretty soon. Is that one of your targets? Yeah, uh, Marius is one of my targets. Maybe my target because um, when I wrestle, I really like to have the best matches of the show, of the card, whatever. And and Marius for me is the top guy in WXW. 
Yeah. But clearly, he had the cardio, he got the technique, he got the skills, he got the strikes, he got the look, he got everything. For me, he's the guy who, who you have to, to, to beat that guy to be the guy. You know what I mean? He, he is the guy at WWE. He's a face, he's a champion. And we got a pretty cool match at Catch Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we forgot uh, if if we got the opportunity to to get the number one contender and if we go to the single matches, it would be a very 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 good match. Absolutely, and a fantastic story as well because I think you've you've been kind of scratching and clawing to be the number one contender. And uh, like I say, when you get there, I know you're going to have a fantastic match. And I'd love to see you with that belt one day. And when you think about past WXW champions, you know the likes of Walter. Uh, the likes of um, uh, Axel Dieter Jr. and yeah. uh, so many others, Ilya Dragunov. It's like yeah. catapulted them to the next level. Are you hoping that WXW or maybe having that title can catapult you to that next level? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. If it's not happened with WXW, it will happen one day. Like I'm working my ass for that. Um, I've been working my ass for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, never, never uh, asked for any help. You know, it's like I just, I just a guy who went from a uh, 600 um, people little city in France and and work in the factory for a year. Uh, you know, that's really easy to pay my flight to go to Canada and and I really start resting late because I got no money at home. Like my parents, not the richest guy in the world. So I went there when I was 24, and since that day, I think I, I take no day off. You know, even if I was injured or or, or whatever, I remember myself wrestling with, uh, you know, when you when you break your thong um, or whatever, you got a something yeah. around like very hard, uh, yes. very hard to break whatever. And I, I remember myself wrestled with that and 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 wrestling a match, and then get backstage and take the the, the stuff that helped put you walk and whatever because I was yeah. injured before the match. And and it's a long journey, like wrestling. It's not um, a sprint. It's not a, a very fast run. You need to, to be there day after day and work harder day after day to be to be on the top one day. Yeah. Uh, you, hopefully... you, you said, sorry, I was just going to say, you've said you've been in the business for 10 or 11 years. Do you feel that you're in your prime now? Do you think that you're, you know, at your peak as, as a performer, as a wrestler? My wrestling uh, skills, uh, I think my wrestling ability, yes. My body, not that much. Like, I feel I feel fresher in the past. I can still go for like a 15 minutes or 20 minute match. But mm. the next day I will feel it. When I was younger, I can go and go and go. I mean, go and like, I can do like, I don't know, four or five, six matches a week i don't care now it's the recovery it's 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 pretty harder yeah yeah but uh i mean from what i've seen i think you are at your your peak in terms of your your experience your knowledge and your ability in the ring um but uh let's go back to when you first started because you you played a lot of rugby to start off with didn't you um and then you transitioned from rugby to pro wrestling. But what was that transition like for you? How did you make that decision to want to become a pro wrestler? Was it because you were a fan of pro wrestling or you knew somebody that was in the business? How did, how did that happen for you? 
I was I was a fan of pro wrestling. Like um, I was five or six years old, and I it was a Saturday, no school in France on Saturday, and I wake up. It was eight or seven in the morning. I don't remember well. But I went to, to the living room and take my breakfast. And my father was watching um, WWF at this period. And uh, it was The Undertaker uh, in France. So the TV turned black. I heard the gong. And, and I was like into it, directly into it. And since that day, every time a teacher asks me, what do you want to do when you're when you're going to be a bigger or an adult, and I say pro wrestler, pro wrestler, pro wrestler. So like I said, I came from a very little city in France, and uh, the sport that came closer to this was the rugby and the handball. So yeah. I played this, you know, for the contact and be and be strong. And then I moved to a bigger city, and I become a uh, amateur wrestler, uh, you know, like uh, Kurt Angle and, and guys like this. Um, it was it was pretty cool because after two years they asked me to do the national competition. I declined because I didn't want to do to do to do it. I have to pay my flight and the hotel and stuff like that, and I don't have money at all. I was broke, so basically I didn't do it. But the next year they asked me again, and next year they asked me again, and then I have to stop because I moved to Canada to long wrestling. But it was a very good experience, and I think that really helped me to switch into pro wrestling right okay and you trained with lance storm is that correct yes was it was that best the lance experience. storm academy yeah best experience ever really like i really like really... because you know to, to have the opportunity to go to canada to train at the lance storm wrestling academy with the legendary lance storm and his team there um, and, and that was kind of like fairly early on in your career, wasn't it? That was probably a very, My very valuable training. experience for you. Yeah. The, the funny thing is I didn't speak uh, English at all when right. I went there. Um, so during during the first month, I just, you know, watched the guy doing something and tried to do the same. So for a month, it was pretty hard for me. Not really hard uh, to do, but really hard to understand. Sure. Uh, just a little story. Uh, the very first week, I went to a supermarket to buy me some food, and on the way back, I lose my way to the to the house, and I was like walking around for like thirty minutes, forty five minutes, an hour, and at some point, I just stopped people in their car, and I saw them the picture of the house, and and there's a guy because Canadian people are very very nice. Yes. Uh, there is a guy who drives me for an hour and a half everywhere, all <laughs> around. Because all, all the, the the quarter are the same. It's Canada, it's pretty new. It's not like England and uh, France. You know, everything is pretty new over there. And everything is built the same. You know, you got a, a sports, a baseball sport, whatever, then a supermarket, then the town, then the the few houses around then a gym then another few houses around and then you move to another quarter and it's the same baseball supermarket houses blah 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 and they <laughs> all look the same all look the same so the guy drives me around and i knock at i don't know like 25 houses maybe and finally finally i i, I find my way back to my house 
and I asked the guy if the if he wants something like gas money or whatever. And the guy just tell me, no, no, I'm good. I'm very happy you find your your house, and I'm I wish you a, a good um, a good stay or a good vacation or whatever. And and that was my very first experience with Canada Canadian people, and and Canadian people are the nicest people in the world, really, like. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah. uh, did you feel? I mean, how long were you in Canada for? How long was you training uh, with, with Lance? Three months, three months, uh, five days a week, three hour and a half a day, uh, just for the wrestling. Because in the afternoon you went to the gym, you can go for cardio, you can go for a lot of different stuff, and and then Storm is actually the same guys as you can see in the ring. It's not as much like this, but it's very strict, is very um, direct. Yeah. Uh, we went for a, a month and a half or cardio in the morning. Uh, we do drills and stuff like that. And after a month and a half, he stopped and he said, okay, I'm not your mother. If you want to be a pro wrestler, all that stuff, cardio stuff, walk of stuff, you have to do it by yourself. I will not be there. And, and I will not uh, grab you by the hands and, and make you do it. So now we're going to stop this and we're just going to do, we're just going to do wrestling. And it's the same for the very last day. He told us like, okay, you pay me that much money, but if you're not good at wrestling, I will let you know that you're not good at wrestling. And if you use my name, and if a promoter contact me, I will tell him that you're not good for wrestling. So I'll let you imagine the pressure. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Three <laughs> months of training and the guy is just looking in your eyes and say, hey, if you're the shit, I will tell you you're the shit. <laughs> but it fits with Landstorm, the gimmick, the guy, straight guy, the, the very like angry face, whatever. He's a nice guy, but I like people who... He told you stuff it's honest, honest, yeah, honest. honestly, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's important in wrestling. You know, you, you, I'm gonna be in the ring with somebody else, and his ill's gonna be in my hands. So, if my teacher, Landstor, told me I'm good because I gave him money and I'm not good, and I hurt the guy, it's gonna be on me, it's gonna be on him, yeah. But basically, I give him money and he doesn't care. If I am no good, he's going to tell me you're no good. Yeah, but that's right. I was lucky. He gave me a very nice feedback. And and basically, if he if he hadn't, I would have stopped. Really. Right. Uh, yeah. Some of the guys were there with me got very bad feedbacks. Uh, I met one of them when I was in, in uh, Los Angeles for, for a show against Timothy Thatcher. Uh and I heard Frenchie, Frenchie. The guy was drunk in the crowd, of course. And he got very bad feedbacks from Lance. Uh, he, he wrestled for a year, something like that, and completely stopped. And I met him like eight years later in California, like I said. And he said, Oh, yeah, Lance was right. I was the shit. Okay. Yeah. 
But uh, like I say, you, you need to be able to take that honest feedback in order to know yourself and improve. And like you say, you've got somebody else's body in your hands when you're in the ring. So they need to be yeah. able to trust you. You need to be able to trust them. But uh, just switching subjects a little bit now, Tristan, about the French pro wrestling scene. So you've been in the business just over 10 years, 11 years. How have you seen the French uh, business, the French wrestling business, develop or grow or evolve in the time that you've been in the business? Have you seen many changes? Yeah, it's a big evolution. Uh, mm. Clearly, when I start, nobody wants to wrestle with a French guy. Nobody. Like, some people came to wrestle in France because we got a very big promotion here. Wrestling star is not big because of the quality of the wrestling. It's big because they have... Um, they have like two or three shows per week with very big crowd. It's the oldest one here. Um, they have they can they can run show with two thousand people mostly every week. So it's pretty big. Like I think they they bring Walter, they bring uh, Marcus Kings over there. They bring uh, they bring a, a lot of different foreigners. Uh, but like nobody really liked to wrestle with those French guys. Um, yeah. so when I start Russell, I have to stay in front because nobody wants to book me outside front. And, and like I said at the beginning, uh, Tommy, Tommy Han, uh, the chance to face him in, in catch. And he was really pleased with the match. And on the next day, I was supposed to, to wrestle in Netherlands in a tag team match. And Tommy was supposed to wrestle against David Richards. And uh, Davy had a flu issue in England, so he never show up in Netherlands. And the promoter asked Tommy, uh, "You want to face um, this guy or this guy?" And Tommy said, "No, no, no. I want to face a French guy. What a very good match yesterday. Uh, we're gonna do better today. So please give me Tristan." So basically, after this match, the Netherlands promoter uh, put me in the main events. And then some people in Germany saw the match and put me in a main event in different promotion in Germany. So that, that was the very first step for me. Uh, and and because of my work, the European country start looking up at French wrestler, if I can say something like that. You know, I opened the door for the for the French wrestler, and now you can see guys like Senza, like Aigle Blanc, Christianium, Layen. Some guys like this working in Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, Switzerland, uh, England. It's it's a little bit harder. Uh, I think Senza only, but you know, if you look at ten years ago, if you were French, you're just gonna wrestle in France. So yeah. it's a very big step for a everyone. A change, here. absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, I mentioned off air, Tristan. I spoke to and I interviewed uh, Tucker. Uh, the Northern Irish wrestler on the podcast a couple of months ago. He's the current Aya Catch uh, champion. Um, and you two had a tremendous match a few months ago where the title changed hands. Now, he said on the podcast that you were the man as far as French wrestling is concerned. You were the man, um, obviously, the, the figurehead of French wrestling. Um, but do you feel a sense of responsibility? Um, because do, do you feel any pressure with that sort of statement being put on you as being kind of like the man, you know, the, the face of French wrestling? I don't have a, I don't, I don't feel like a pressure. Uh, first, I would like to thank Stoker for that. Is is uh, is the guy really like? He gave me a very good match. Unfortunately, the ring was pretty hard. 
the French ring are really, really hard. So we've done a match with not that much bump, but we, we put a story that we don't need to take that much bump and we, we, we build up something pretty cool. Mm. And it is very, it's very, uh, is very athletic. Is very good, good, good in the ring too. He's a so, great wrestler. Yeah. yeah, we've we've done something really cool, especially for our very first match together. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't feel any any pressure about being considering as a face of French wrestling. I'm I'm not considering myself like this. Like for me, the French wrestler of the best French wrestler of all time is Andre the Giant. You know, he's not the best technical, he's not whatever, but like he's the guy when you think about French wrestling. Oh yeah. There's nobody nobody can closer to him ever at the moment. But like the only the only pressure I have is when a promoter asks me for a French guy. It's like, okay, I'm gonna think think very like carefully about it because if I gave a name and the guy screw up, it would be on me. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't give name because they're my friend or whatever. I give name because they deserved it. Like I did for Egg Leblanc in WXW. They asked me for a French guy, and I said, okay, Egg is very young, but is very mm-hmm. unique. If you look at his what he, what he can do in the ring, his eye flying stuff, his strike and stuff is really, really, really good. So you can trust me if you want to bring him to the show. And he didn't disappoint me at all. He did crazy matches over there, and everybody loved him. So I'm very happy with that. But I don't, I don't think any pressure with my dog. Uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your dog's name? What's the name of the dog? Riley. 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 Hi, Riley. <laughs> Hello. Ah, oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> We, we've had some um, some questions, some fan questions, Tristan. I'm going to kind of throw out to you quickly uh, via YouTube. We've got uh, honest to beyond reasonable, and they've asked, uh, "What's your favourite match in All Stars Belgium?" Also, do you enjoy working on their shows? So, All Star in Belgium, uh, I'm guessing you've you've appeared for them a, a number of times. And do you think that we'll ever see All Stars come over to the UK? But first of all, your favourite match for All Stars in Belgium? Oh. I, I do have two matches that I remember. Uh, one was a triple threat. Uh, I don't remember na- his name, but he came from OTT, a uh, tag team guy from OTT with a funny gimmick. Uh, and the other guy was a guy from Netherlands with another uh, uh, exotic gimmick. Like mm. he, he, he was uh, using the force from Star Wars. Okay. Uh, and the match was really cool. Uh, we've, we've done some very good stuff with the guy uh, from OTT. Uh, and the guy from uh, Using the Force kind of lost all the spots in the match. <laughs> so uh, we, with the guy from OTT, we just looking at each other and, and try to not laughing in our ring. It was a pretty, pretty cool experience. Uh, and the other match was... Um, uh, sorry. I'm I'm very bad with the name, so I'm sorry, That's guys. That's fine. <laughs> uh, the the champion, the former champion. Um, it's from Hungary. Uh, it was a very, very, very nice match too. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they will come to UK one day because for the moment it's pretty hard for them to do it in Belgium. Yeah. Already, so I don't, I don't imagine them 
moving to the UK. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one more question. I think it's also about uh, uh, Pro Wrestling All-Stars, but uh, looking forward to you defending your PWA European All-Stars Championship against uh, Rami Romeo in Belgium. Uh, how are you feeling about your next title defence uh, against presumably the, the most popular in-ring competitor in Belgium? So your next title defence will be against uh, Rami. Um, are you looking forward to that? Yeah. Um, uh, Rami is a, is a very nice guy. Uh, I think he was supposed to stop the, his career because of his he got a neck injury. Uh, but uh, he's lucky enough to get this one extra match with me. Uh, so I'm really looking forward for the, for this match. He got um he, he got a, a that kind of gimmick that you want to be behind him. You know, yeah. you got the, the the cool music, the cool attitude. You got the energy that that bring the people behind him. And he's, he's very good in the ring too. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward for this one. Hopefully, it's gonna happen very soon before uh, two thousand before twenty twenty two, for example. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, if it could happen this year, would be would be great. Yes, unbelievably. And and so my next question is about facing uh, UK talents, UK competition. And you've been over to the UK a few times before. What some of your favorite matches or memories of coming over to the UK, then Tristan? Oh, I got uh, one match for progress. I love the atmosphere. Like, I really love the, the, the fans over there. The energy. Very loud, aren't they? Very loud, very yes. enthusiastic, yes. Yeah. A cr crazy experience. Like, I love the I love when the, the crowd is really into it. You know, when you can feel the, that they're behind you or against you or whatever. Uh, it's very unique. Um, I also have some matches... Uh, for Kamikaze Pro, uh, and I do remember one. Uh, I was supposed to do a promo against a guy, and I and I thought the guy was a heel, and he was face. And basically, I said, hey, "Stop lying to the people. You are blah 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 blah." And when I come back, Sajid, I say, "Hey, <laughs> I'm face. I'm not lying to the people. I'm a good guy here." I was like. Yeah, I'm French. Don't worry, it would be fine. It would be fine. I'm French. They, they can understand that I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't speak English. Or I do blah 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 blah, and we start laughing about that. And it was um, it was a um, street fight, and I do remember a spot with a keyboard, you know, right, computer keyboard. Yes. And I and I just remember like taking the stuff back of the of the. Of the neck, and I see all this stuff flying around. With the keys flying. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a cool, cool match. The only stuff the only stuff was painful. This was was this because it's really painful. Uh, and I've and I've done some crazy bump, but this one was pretty pretty painful. Uh, I do remember uh, wrestled with uh, Dan Mahoney. Dan Maloney, he's an amazing yeah. wrestler. Yeah, in his very first year of wrestling. Uh, Omari too. Yeah. Um, uh, when they when they they all started when with Kamikaze, and I and I still watching them like growing up in the business. Dan got a fantastic body at the moment. Like yeah. he's a beast. He's a monster. Like I wish I can be like him right now, but I'm too fat for that. But like, <laughs> no. he's, 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 yeah, he looks he looks amazing. And Omari. Just have a match last last year, I think, or a year and a half ago, against Senza. So I was happy to 
to see Senza, a guy I had to grow up in the business, against Omari, a guy I, I, I wrestled when he really started. I think I was his third or fourth match in Kamikaze. So I was happy to see them like working together and have a have a very good match. I was like, okay, the new generation is working their ass too, and and wrestling's thing never gonna die. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you've mentioned some really great names there, and you mentioned Dan Maloney at the very beginning of his career and where he's kind of got to now and how he's developed, and he's probably either number one or number two best wrestler in the UK at the moment, for sure. Uh, we got one more uh, quick question. Uh, hey, Tristan, be great to see you back in the UK soon. We know there's uh, restrictions at the moment because of COVID. We know there's not a lot of wrestling going on, but uh, like I say, we got, you've got fans over in the UK here that would definitely like to see you over here. Uh, maybe 2021, maybe 2022, but soon. It's got to happen again soon. Hopefully, hopefully, as soon as possible. Trust me. Like I wish only this. Like I, I love staying at home. I'm not used to it. At the very beginning, I was not used to it. When you used to wrestle every weekend, when you left home on Friday, get back home on Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday morning, and 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 get back to regular work on Monday, and have no day off. Uh, I've done this for like nine years or ten years. Like the very first year was not that busy, but after a year, I was very busy every weekend yeah. and every week. And and when you get used to that kind of life, when everything stops, it's it's very like weird at the beginning. You kind of enjoyed it because for the first time in years, you've been able to stay at home on a weekend. Went to my mother's house, for example, and say, "Hey, hi, mom. Can I stay tonight?" Yeah. <laughs> I can't stay tonight, so we're gonna stay together to for two days, and and that's nice because it's been a very long time. Uh, but after a month, it's quite boring already. Sure, and no, sure. no, it's no, it's almost a year and a half, so almost two years of yeah, cool. We're gonna wrestle for uh, um, WWE doing a taping, so it's four days in a row. And then nothing for two months. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get back on the road every weekend, yep. don't you? Get back in that grind. Uh, but uh, I suppose the break has given your body a chance to, to heal and your body a chance to rest up. But like you say, mentally, you kind of want to get out there every weekend, don't you? No. Like for me, it's the opposite, really. Like uh, I've never been so painful since I have to stop wrestler. Like, really? That's interesting. Yeah. It's like when, when you wrestle every weekend, your body doesn't have the time to be in pain because it, it can't be in pain. If you are in pain, you have to stop. And when you don't want to stop, you don't want to stop. Your brain going to take the control of your body. And now that I have to have some break or whatever, I don't know. I, I, I feel a lot of different parts of my body that are in pain for no reason. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up in the morning Pain in the knee. I was like, yeah, why? Yeah. Pain in the lower <laughs> back. Yes, why? Like I wrestled for 10 years in, in boxing ring in France and I never woke up like this. And since the COVID, uh, sometime in the morning, I wake up and I got lower back issue. I was like, eh, kind of weird, but it's life. Yeah, yeah. 
so so the sooner you're taking more bumps the better i suppose the better at least your your body will kind of uh toughen up again i suppose get get uh, ring ready uh, but uh, can we can we talk about the the cruiserweight classic then tristan because it's been nearly 5 years ago since you were in uh florida uh for the cruiserweight classic you were uh, Clement Pitou, um, and uh, it must have been an amazing experience that you look back on with uh, very fond memories. But uh, wh when did you kind of first get the call up to say that you were going to be part of this Cruiserweight Classic tournament? Because I remember it vividly that the tournament was fantastic. It was so different for a WWE event. Uh, you had some of the most amazing wrestlers from all over the world as part of this tournament. And you were there representing France. But how did you, when did you first get the call up to be part of this fantastic tournament? Yeah, the first uh, the first call was after my second tryout. I did a first tryout um, for the short story. I was working in Germany and uh, WWE commentator, you know, for a TV TV German German TV. Yeah, uh, saw me on the show and and just sent picture to to the WWE um, recruitment team. So basically, I was I was I have no clue that somebody was looking at me on the show and and some picture of me to WWE, uh, and then I get a mail saying that they want to see me in London at a tryout. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet the guy who was doing the commentary in France. Uh, he used to come. He, he used to to do the commentary in the French show with French promotion, and I met him there. And I sent the mail. I said, "Hey, do you know this guy? Does it look official for you?" And I said, "Oh yes, yes. I I know it's official. You can go there." So I've made a big diet. I got vein on the abs. Uh, I think I've never been so ripped. But I was like eighty-eight kilo, like right. very not small, but like very thin. And for the first tryout, like they they don't look at me at all. You know, really? Wow. 88 kilo. I was like, not very good experience for me. So the next year, I send them, uh, send them another mail. I said, okay. Uh, I know I was very seen and, and small the last, the first tryout, but that was not the weight I'm used to be. I'm usually around 95, 96 kilo. So if you want to see me again, I, uh, I would be pleased to come back. And they give me another opportunity. So I went there again and and I do all the drill twice and I do all the stuff twice because uh, it was, uh, we were not being able to pair up. Uh, we were like 15 or 16, no, 15. So one guy was alone all the time. So I've yeah. done the, the drills twice every time. And basically, they really like my really like my work and told me at the end of the trial that I will be a part of WWE one day. So I was waiting, waiting a whole year, and I was about to send another mail and say, "Oh, if you want to see me another time at a tryout, I will be pleased to be there once again." And like a day or two before, I get a mail uh, asking me if I can be under two or five for June. And I was 220, something like that. It was six months away. So I said, yeah, easily. 15, 15 pounds, not that much. I can, I can be under 205 for June. And Regal contacted me. He called me. 
kind of surprised me because I was like, oh, hey, okay, hello, hi. I don't speak English. So when somebody calls you in English, it's pretty weird. And, and it took me a little bit of time to realize that I would be a part of it. Uh, and then and then everything went very fast. I got the flight ticket, the hotel. Uh, and, and like I said, um, for WXW, it's very well organized. Yes. We, we got a, a plan for everything. You need to be at the, um, at the PC at 8, dressing like this. You need to change and be ready at 10 to do a workout session. We're going to give you clothes for that. Um, you need to be ready at 12 uh, to talk with your agent. That's going to be him, 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 or him. And it's um, it's very nice, you know, because you don't have to stress about anything. Like they bring you food, they bring like they take care of everything. So the only stuff that you have to take care of it's being good in the ring. Yes, and hopefully I did well. Yeah, and, and your time in the PC, um, either pre preparing for the tournament, uh, you would have seen the likes of Triple H walk around, and I know Daniel Bryan was there. Um, you, you had all these top wrestlers from around the world. Was it a strange, bizarre feeling, uh, kind of seeing these these superstars, these wrestlers on the TV, and then being there in the same places, doing like the Triple H's, the Daniel Bryan's, uh, all the American agents and producers and uh, and colleagues from WWE? Was it uh, was it an interesting experience? Yeah, I like. I'm not the guy who, who've been stressed by that kind of stuff, so I was, like very like relaxed. Um, uh, like, uh, it was, it was cool. Like I, I used to do, have a show with uh, legend. I, 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 was on a show with, uh, Ted DiBiase, mm. that kind of, you know, real big name, uh, sure. uh, since the very first day. And, and I like to treat them like we are not the same, but kind of, you know, yes. because, uh, I think they are kind of. Um, how to say that, but bored of being treated like a superstar. I, I treat them like with respect and all, everything that we know they that deserve. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like a, a fanboy or whatever. I just talk to them like they are the same colleague as I can have in WWE uh, locker room or whatever. You know, it's like, and I think it's more um, likable for them. You know, like having a, a normal conversation. Like I, I have a show in Qatar with Marc Henry, Marc Henry, and we talk about like thirty-five minutes, maybe forty minutes about the um, the movie uh, Joker. Right. Yes. <laughs> like we don't we don't speak about wrestling at all. Like we speak for like thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes about a movie. Because there are there are normal people like us, of course, like me, like you, uh, and and at the PC, but the same. Like I watched Daniel Bryan train and and just try to to see what kind of work he was doing and stuff like that. And at the hotel, I went with uh, Kota Ibushi and and Rick Schwan and and all the other guy who went to another room and we just play uh, video games. You know, like normal guy, normal guys having a normal life and of course, playing, of course. you know, 
and and that's all like um what i can say more like yeah no well, like, let's no talk more. about the match then. Let's talk about your match, your first round match against Cedric Alexander, because um, I remember it as if it happened yesterday. It, you know, it's a fantastic match. Two different styles, two different types of wrestlers with yourself and Cedric, but it was it was a hard match. You both gave a, a good battle, um, but you you did lose. We, we know that. But what what was your kind of thinking back five years ago then, Tristan? What's your kind of memories of that match and that experience? Are they good memories? Yeah, like um the funny thing is we booked the match in like five minutes and they gave us three days to book it. So after five minutes, everything was clear and done, and and we got just one issue on one spot. And we got an agent. We asked the agent. They said, no, no, this idea was better. I took this one. Okay, perfect. That's all. So basically, we just have a lot of fun uh, in the ring. We, I, I wish that we have a little bit more because I think we had a good chemistry. Oh, yeah. So with two or three minutes more, we can have go, we, we can have give the people a little bit more too. Um because the story is that we have like six or seven minutes entrance included. So after I make my entrance, uh, the guy say, okay, four, four, uh, four minutes and a half left. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Okay. Uh, we finished the match and, and Rick Regal was backstage. Uh, Mr. R uh, William Regal was backstage and, and told us, oh, You've, you've done too much. I was like, oh, shit. He said, but it's fine because it was a very good match. So we're going to cut something else. Fantastic. <laughs> At least it was your match that they were going to edit. Yeah, that, that's really like, good. <laughs> like, you know, they, 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 they trust you to do a, a good match in a, that, you know, like five minutes or whatever. And, and if you do extra time or shorter, you know, it, I've been kind of, you know, disappointed of myself, but because of what he said just after, I feel like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It was it was a bit too long, but basically they really love it, so it's fine. Absolutely, and for me, it was one of the one of the matches of the first round. It was a fabulous match, um, but uh, I mean that opportunity with the cruiserweight classic. Do you feel that it kind of? propelled you to the next level with your wrestling career i mean you went on to win numerous wrestling titles around europe and i think i've got it here that you won you've won about 10 wrestling championships around europe between 2016 and 2021 so in that short space of time 10 championships um so th that opportunity with wwe in the cruiserweight classic um, in my opinion, it kind of propelled you to be more of a household name around Europe and gave you more opportunities. Would I be right in saying that? Yes, it gave me a, they put the light on me, mm, basically. For sure. And, and that opens some door for me once again. And I just, you know, I, I just try to give the people what they're looking for. You know, they ask me to oh, say, uh, we want you to do a good match. Okay. Let's do it. Like I, I, I never tried to do something I, I won't like to do. Yeah. Like if the promoter tell me, yeah, let's come and do a, a no DQ match and and broke this table, blah blah blah. I'm not a fan of arc or wrestling at all. Like I did once, I think, and basically, 
uh, I'll book the mats the way that I don't take any chair shot or anything. Like you got a very huge um, piece of wood. And I told the guy, okay, grab it. When you grab it, I'm going to kick you in the balls, make it fall. So the wood was on the on the floor. And I said, instead of eating, eating me with it, I'm going to put my feet over it, yeah. grab it and pick him up, pick me up with the the wood between the legs. So basically it was kind of, you know, like into yeah. my balls and the people just get crazy because I kick him in the balls and he used a wooden uh, board to, you know, put pressure on my balls. So I send my balls crazy <laughs> and, and I don't get even hurt, you know, like I just try to protect myself all the time in this kind of match because I really don't like them. But, but there's a way of using weapons without it being too ridiculous or too hardcore and to still keep the, you know, the, the basic uh, wrestling match alive, really, without it going too hardcore. And I, I respect your kind of views on on how wrestling should be, most definitely. But um, can, can I talk to you about dream opponents? Now, you've wrestled hundreds of people all over the world, all over Europe and across UK and in America. But do you have a wish list like a, a, of dream opponents that you'd like to face um, at some point in your career, whether it be in Europe, in the UK, in America? Um, have you got any kind of superstars or wrestlers that you'd like to face? Oh, every time they, uh, people ask me this question, I say, everyone, uh, it's something I really love. It's like I, I love to have a good match with people uh, who start to wrestle. Uh, I love to have like crazy match with very very good wrestler too. It's like I love to to have a guy and 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 force him to bring everything he can do in the ring. And 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 I love when the people realize that oh, they they give us a lot. You know, uh, if I have to throw some name, I would say um, Dove Ziegler. I would say Daniel Bryan, Simpa uh, Gargano. Uh, uh, Pete Jun, Walter, uh, Kota Ibushi. Yeah, when I was in the, okay. yeah, when I was in the in the cruiser with Classic, uh, uh, Kota Ibushi asked me to have a match with me, and his agent said, "Yeah, yes, yes, a match with Kota, yes, yes," because Kota doesn't doesn't speak English at all, and his agent speak English, and uh, he was asking me, "Yeah, yeah, you together match, match, match." I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." Never happened, but. Like just the feeling that he, he wanted to have a match with me was very nice, and uh, because for me is is he's one of the greatest, isn't he? He's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely my my top three or top five guys in the world. Uh, so yeah, uh, Rick Schwan too. I would love because I love the guy, and I know we can have a a, a very good match together. If I can have some some new matches with uh, Jonathan Gresham too, uh, I used to wrestle him eight or nine years ago when he was wrestling uh, in France, and and I wish we can have another match right now because I grew up, he also grew up, and I'm pretty sure we can have like a very good match too. 
Absolutely. And now that you've both developed over the years, and you're both at the peak of your performance. That'll be an amazing match. But uh, changing subjects ever so slightly, I want to talk to you about your tattoos, uh, because back in 2016, I don't think you had any tattoos. But over the years and more recently, you've kind of got some awesome artwork on your on your arms and your shoulders. Uh, Dragon Ball Z in particular. You're, you're a big fan of Dragon Ball Z? It's all. Yeah, uh, um, it's I got two passion. And I think I grew up with the both of them at the same time. It was manga and uh, wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm a fan of wrestling and manga since I am five or six years old. And basically, there's the only two things in the world that I love. Uh, and I, yeah, so I decided a few years ago, I think three or four years ago, to put tattoo on my body. And, and I just decided to put only manga statue. There we go. Um, and they, they, they all have a, a, a story. Like you can see there is the sun over there and the moon over there. It's the two side of the people. Yeah. You know, because all tattoos have a meaning for the, for the guy who does the tattoo on himself. So every every part of them got a, a little story, a little certification for me. Uh, around this one, it's the family. So it's from Dragon Ball. And you can see some Goku, his father, and over there it's Vegeta, his wife, and his son. So it's the family because for me, family is, is the most important thing in the world. I can die for my family. I can I can kill for my family. Of course. Uh, and, that's really and, cool. And, and and that's all basically. I was I was waiting. Like I said, I never got uh, never got a lot of money. Never ever. Uh, hopefully, it changed a few years ago. When I became a teacher, also because I'm a teacher, I'm a wrestler and a teacher, because um, wrestling is cool. But some at some point you need to to get some money and you need to think about the future. So when I started becoming a teacher, I was like, okay, I got some money. I will do my title finally, and and I really start like late, but I've done both arms very quickly. They look fantastic. Uh, any plans Thank to you. get any more? Have you got any other uh, symbols or no? No, you, you, no. You, you're happy with what yeah. you've got. Arms is fine. Maybe finish the calves. I got a big one on the calves. Uh, maybe maybe finish the whole calves, but I, that's all. Like I don't want any tattoo on the chest, on the back. Um, I think what, you, what you've got looks very cool. It looks very cool. But uh, Tristan, as we wind down the interview, as we get to close to the end, if you've got a message for your fans out there across France, across Europe, the UK, you've got tons of fans over here in the UK, and maybe the US as well. We have a lot of US listeners. Uh, what what message uh, would you like to give your fans out there uh, that, that's watching this or listening to this right now? I don't know how it is in the, in the US at the moment for the wrestling fan. But uh, as soon as you can, please come back to the show. Uh, we miss you a lot. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to wrestle, but with no fan, it's really weird. And, yeah. and you are part of the show. And I hope like everybody and every other wrestlers um, I realize that, that without you, we wouldn't have been a wrestler. So please come back uh, as soon as you can. And thank you for all those years being there for us. 
Thank you very much. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. But before we let you go, uh, an opportunity now to uh, give us your social media links. If you know your, your links for maybe Facebook, Instagram, where can we reach out to you? Say hi, learn more about Tristan Archer. Um, of course, a lot of your matches are on the WWE Network now with WXW yeah. and the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, but if we want to say hi to you on uh, social media, uh, where can we do so? Uh, I think all my social media are Tristan archer so if you go on twitter instagram uh facebook whatever uh just just put tristan archer on the on the richard bar and you will find me i usually uh i usually answer everyone if you polite and if you say hi uh i will i will i will text you back so don't don't be shy uh, it's a good expression don't be shy some of you may say I will, I will, I will answer you. I, I answer everyone. So, so please contact me if you have any question. If you want to talk about anything, if you had a, I don't know, if you just want to say something nice to me, I appreciate that too. You know. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I, I can kind of back you up there because I know we've had some good exchanges via messenger. Um, and when I, when I wasn't feeling very well last week, you sent me some voice notes and that was very cool of you. So uh, thank you very much. But you are very approachable. And uh, from my uh, opinion, um, I think you're one of the best wrestlers in Europe. You're doing some amazing things with WXW. Um, and uh, we can't wait to see you back in the ring very, very soon and hopefully back over here in the UK very soon as well. Thank you very much for your kind words. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Tristan Archer, thank you very much.